Okay. I, every time I hit the record button, I get very nervous because I feel like we have to pretend we didn't just talk for 10 minutes and that (laughs) always happens every time. But I'm so excited today because we have our second ever special guest. Um, she is a lovely friend of mine who I absolutely love. She's a fellow lover of braids and a dog mom. And she's also on Crave's TV show, Letter Kenny. And I'm very excited to have Michelle Milet on Beauty and Stuff today. So welcome to Michelle. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, Every time like Eric and I talk for like half an hour before we start recording and the minute I hit record we're both like uh because we've just talked about so many things and then we hit record like neither of us have spoken in years and it always just makes yeah. me slightly uncomfortable and makes me giggle um so you've just yeah. bared with <laughs> well, it's that. also that thing of like okay I want to you know let you talk and then I don't want to talk over you so then it's like that very like kind of too slow of a back and forth and we just need to not focus on that and just let the chatting happen, you know? Totally. I couldn't agree more. So yeah. in classic beauty and stuff fashion, I always forget to introduce the show. So let's get that out of the way <laughs> so that the people know who what they're listening to. Um, so I'm Sylvia. I'm Michelle. And this is Beauty. And stuff. Oh my God, you're so good at this. I'm going <laughs> to keep you. You were meant to be on a podcast. I'm so excited. Um, I was so excited that you agreed to do this with me because we both love... I hate the term self-care. I'm going to throw that out the window. It's not really self-care thing because if you could see me right now, you'd be like, you're not taking good care of yourself at the moment. It's more yeah, like same. beauty and just like playing around with different products and like braiding our hair and classic like silly girl things. Plus you have a deep rooted history um, in your youth of beauty routines that <laughs> I found really fascinating. So I'm just so excited to be talking to you today. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a... Uh... I think with like social media and, and just the YouTube culture, I think the beauty regime things that we all do have been sort of taken up a notch for most people I know. But like you said, like I'm wearing a pilly hoodie, I'm covered in dog hair and have <laughs> like zit cream on my face. So it's, you know, there, there's a time and a place for all of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty into the whole skincare especially thing. Well, and I can't wait to talk to you about that because that's an area that Erica, who is currently on mat leave, is super into. And I love learning about that stuff because I feel like my skincare routine is so terrible. And everything <laughs> that I've learned has only come from Erica, like shaming me into doing things because yeah. I typically am someone who, when I'm wearing makeup, it is like everything in my power to actually take my makeup off before I go to bed. And especially when I'm drunk. So if you've ever like had a sleepover with me, my girlfriends will literally yell at me and be like, take off your makeup. I'm like, but I'm drunk and want to go to bed. And I revert to being like a three-year-old and I'm like, I'm a grown up. I can make my own choices. And then I wake up in the morning and I look like absolute hell. And my skin sucks because I've obviously been an idiot. So I'm trying to be more of a grown up when it comes to my beauty routine, but it's a work in progress to say the least. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way about like not, like to not taking off your makeup before you go to bed for me is the same feeling as not brushing your teeth. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can't fall asleep if my, maybe that's my OCD, which is like coming in to my life in a positive way (laughs) where it's like, I'm like, Oh my God, there's makeup. And it's like, I also, (laughs) maybe we're starting off with an overshare, but I also (laughs) 
like slept with mascara on once and I got a sty. Oh no. That lasted for weeks and it was so painful and I was just like never again. Never again. Never again. So yeah, you you got to take it off. Even just take it off. You don't even have to put cream on after just take take it off off. I know and you know what I do so if I'm going away on vacation I will bring like the wet wipe things to like wipe my makeup off with because I know I'm like primed for like maybe overindulging in some alcohol and really not wanting to make it off but like I will get drunk and set 15 alarms on my phone and not wash my face like that's my OCD coming into play is like I will not oversleep but I will sleep with a face full of makeup on which makes no sense I should well you know what you can't be perfect you can't you can't be and if this is my flaw I'm willing to own it there's more than just that I can assure you (laughs) um I want to go back quickly because you mentioned that YouTube and Instagram and all those things have taken our beauty routines like and kind of put them on steroids I think a really good place to start is our beauty regimes when we were younger because we had none of that growing up. Like we had magazines and people on TV and then basically, I guess if you had like a sister or a friend or someone who had kind of like gotten you into makeup, but really there was no one really guiding the way in a major way to help you figure out what you're supposed to do with yourself. Did you find that to be the case when you were younger too? Yeah, well, it was all just, like, um, clean and clear and under control. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking about, too. The ads in, like, like, Seventeen magazine for clean and clear. Exactly. And, like, you know, all those really harsh products. I also have pretty oily skin, so obviously when I was a teenager, I had quite a lot of pimples and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so my whole focus was just clearing up my skin. There was no, like focus on hydration or as like a tool to help fight it or anything like that. And I don't know, even my mom, um, she's, she's like always been a really natural, I don't know. I grew up on Vancouver Island, so it's like kind of a hippie vibe out here. Mm -hmm. He was not, she's always just been this like natural, beautiful woman who doesn't wear a lot of makeup. And I never noticed my mom doing like like, her skincare routine in the morning. Like, I never, I don't have memories. You know, a lot of girls are like, yeah, like, I used to watch my mom. Oh, and I have none of them either. Totally yeah, feel the same way. she just, like, didn't, she did. She always looked great, and her hair was done, and she put on makeup. A lot of, like, brown eyeshadow and, like, a brownie. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, which looks great on her, but just, there was no, like, serum or... She wasn't getting facials. Like, it just wasn't a big thing. And I don't know if that's just the era. But I don't know. Like, a lot of my friends, they did have moms like that. So I think I just grew up in, like, a very low-key household when it came to that. Right. And I was just solely focused on getting rid of acne. Did you have those clean and clear, like, blue sheets that you would, like, dab the oil out of your face with? Do you remember those? Babe, I still use those. You do? They exist? Yeah. Because I... Stop. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're (laughs) unreal. Because then you're not constantly powdering your face. <gasps> I had no idea. See, I don't have very oily skin. I have other problems with my skin, but not oily. But I used to love those sheets and, like, the satisfaction of, like, seeing the oil on those blue pieces of paper was the best. Yeah, it's grimy, but they're those are great. That's, like, actually such a good hack. You should always have those in your purse. Oh, my God. Instead of powder, because, like, powder just makes you look all cakey. Right. And, you know. Yeah, and suck it up. Okay, this is like your first major revelation to me, which is amazing. It's interesting (laughs) that you talk about your mom's routine because my mom always had her A game on, but I don't remember ever watching her put makeup on. And part of the reason I didn't start wearing makeup until 
well into high school because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I'm the oldest kid in my family. So I didn't have an older sibling sort of guiding the way for me. And my mom always looked beautiful too, but she was also pretty low key. Like she always, same thing. Hair was always done. Minimal makeup always looked beautiful, but I never saw her like doing anything. And for me, makeup was reserved to dance recitals. So I had no idea. Yeah. And it was, and dance recital makeup is like (laughs) crazy. Horrifying. It's It's like over the top and it's and it's more, you know, it's an added uh, costume, essentially. Totally. So, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I should be clear because I grew up, I've been a dancer since I was, like, four. And so I was constantly in, like, stage makeup. Yes. And then in my regular life, my makeup was just, it was bad. It was real bad because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> right, because yeah. we had no, we had no internet. Like, I feel like kids today, kids today sound so old, but, like, they really yeah. have no idea how that changed things so much. And so for me, I had my friend's older sister, thankfully, at some point, like, injected herself into my life and was like, okay, the Bonnie Bell palette you've been using that is blue and purple <laughs> is not working for you, so I'm going to teach you what to do. And so yeah. it really was, like, such a shock to my system. But I yeah. definitely had some choice. Um, like big things that I loved in my life because my makeup game was so strong when I was younger was, uh, my Bonnie Bell eyeshadow palette that was blue and purple. I also had that gel, like sparkly gel. Did you ever use that? No. Oh, it was like a Bonnie Bell sparkly face gel that you would like, it was the, it was basically the equivalent today, I guess, of like a highlighter, but it was literal sparkles. (laughs) Like a glitter. A glitter. Like it might as well have been glitter glue on your face and everyone used it. And that would always been paired with like, um, butterfly clips in your hair and like twists back in your hair, like held together with butterfly clips. So that, I think I'm a little bit older than you. So the sparkly gel might have been a little bit before your time, but it was still like, if it wasn't Bonnie Bell, you were not wearing it. That was the only, plus it made my parents feel safer. I think because it was like the lip smackers people, like it wasn't advertising that was like gross and gratuitous and made me seem older. So it was like, I was allowed buying Bonnie Bell. Right, yeah, in no, I, I remember that. And, it, and it smelled like strawberries and, yes. and like Coca-Cola. And it was like, like the most um, safe line of beauty products in terms of like not breaking out of your, you know, innocence, I guess. Right, um, yeah, But true. you had a makeup um, or a lipstick program <laughs> that I really am into yeah. that I would like yeah. you to share if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, I had a lipstick program <laughs> program an so official program the michelle my lipstick program yeah. that everyone's got to try at least once even <laughs> if it's just as a joke as a full joke um so backstory when i was in grade i think six or maybe five oh. even a boy that i had a crush on in school uh, Jackson, shout out and he sounds really cute one time and he was like He's like, your lips are too big for your face. And then just kind of went on with his day. And so it like, mean. just, you know, when you're a kid and you just have like, you know, no perspective and little comments like that. Not that it was like an overly mean thing to say. It was just a kind of a kid observation, but it just stuck with me forever. So my whole thing was just like, I gotta, I gotta like nude out these lips. Right. So they just blend in my face. So I like changed my smile oh (laughs) jackson very tiny tight lips smile and then i would put um quite fair like concealer on my lips right just just sort of like 
make it as if I looked like I had no mouth. And it literally took me <laughs> from like grade six to grade 12. It, I, you, like, that it long. Thing, and it was my thing. I was so committed. It was like, and it wasn't like I was in high school in the nineties or something. <laughs> right. It was like, you know, 2006 era. Right. Like, that was like the, you know, grade 10 and like, I, um, yeah, I wore it every day. No one else in my school was wearing it. It wasn't like a thing in, that the kids were doing. It didn't catch it like on. A, no, it was just like a, a thing that I did, and I'm, like, known for it. Like, people that I used to know back in the day and stuff, like, if I ran into them, they, like, bring it up. And, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's real. They're like, yeah, like, you uh, really, like, <laughs> rocked that white lipstick. <laughs> for, for a long time. Years, yeah. And it was, like. It was, it was like such a thing. And I would wear that with like really, um, I put like dark eye eyeliner under my eyes. And, and I was like, it was almost like being a reverse goth or something. (laughs) Right. Like it was really, it was like like brightest looks ever. Yeah. And I was really tan too. Like it was a pretty specific look. So yeah, that was my, that's the Michelle Milet lip program. <laughs> <laughs> Patent pending. The thing, okay, here's the thing. There's so many layers to this. First of all, yeah. you were an adorable child. Like when, when you share pictures of that time in your life, you were <laughs> such a beautiful young child that it's first of all, heartbreaking that any kid at any point in life would ever say anything. But we definitely remember those weird things that like stick in your brain forever because you're at that age, especially like you're trying to figure out who you are and you're like, Ooh, like I have a crush on a boy. Do you think I'm cute? And you hear that and you're like, Oh my God, that must mean he doesn't think I'm cute. Meanwhile, fast forward to today. And I'm like, people are literally like putting things in their faces to have lips like yours. Like, it's just one of those things that's so funny (laughs) that, you know, it would turn out to be something that's like such a now a positive now. a positive yeah. now for sure and I would say probably it was positive then but like he's a little boy doesn't know what he's saying I remember a kid telling me around the same age that my um eyelids were really veiny and I same <laughs> thing like leaned into like I would like go and find my mom's like Avon cover-up and like put it on my eyelids because I didn't want and I had I had a crush on him too so like obviously we were like looking for the acceptance from these people, but like it stuck, it sticks with us forever. And you know, I used to be told my ears were also too big. And now I look back and I'm like, the kid who used to say that to me had big ears. So obviously he was like projecting something on me, but also thanks for like screwing with my head forever until I could like be comfortable (laughs) enough with my own ears. So we're very impressionable from an age perspective. And And it's also like, I mean, please like not, he didn't say it in this mean way. And it's almost like kids have this funny honesty yeah and I'm sure I said things to people as an observation or maybe I was trying to be mean (laughs) who knows but like where you're just like oh you have this or like you don't have that or and it's just kind of this like kid thing that people do but I think it was also like in media in the like mid-2000s it wasn't like it is now where you have like Kardashians and right. you know, having like full, like the look now is very different than it was back then. And I like having like bigger lips or whatever wasn't a thing. Yeah. And so it wasn't like a coveted, um, like facial feature that everybody wanted or, you know, no one like cared about that. Totally. So, 
They never cared about veiny eyelids ever, just so you know, they didn't come back into style. So it's not like I had this feature that was super hip and cool, but I've embraced my veiny (laughs) eyelids. I hope that... You never know. They might come around. Imagine. Veiny eyelids. Veiny eyelids. It'll be my eye for the Sylvia Beard's eye program will be how to cover up your veiny eyelids in 2020. Um, I... Think that the concealer on your lips is one of my favorite things ever. Mostly because it was concealer and not lipstick. Like, were your lips dried out all of the time? No, you're right. They should have been. I mean, they should have been. I mean, it was like I was constantly reapplying, so it was constantly like a mm. mission to the bathroom of like, okay, wipe it off, put on some <laughs> blistex, to like, yeah, you know, and then reapply so it doesn't get all like kind of chalky and weird anyway it was a yeah it was a commitment and a weird weird thing and like every single photograph of me is essentially me with white lips and it's really funny it makes me laugh and you're so stinking cute that I feel like it was just so adorable but I love that um and you if I'm cracked have a picture with your now boyfriend with said lip program on no oh yeah oh yeah like he knew me and, like, so Jesse and I have been friends since I was 14. And so, yeah, he, like, that's how he knew me back in high school. And, and we've talked about it. And he was, like, he's, like, oh, he's so cute. He's, like, I, he's like, I liked that you that you did that. It was really original. No, oh, Jesse. He's, like, oh, no, it was just kind of, like, you were just doing your own thing. And, like, that was really cool. I love <laughs> it. What a good yeah. man. Yeah, very sweet. That's good a, perspective. I actually think normal. about um, for a Halloween costume going as myself in grade eight and wearing like white champion tearaway pants. Yes. A Paul Frank t shirt, <laughs> my hair in like a low bun, yep. very tan with white lips. It's perfect. A good costume. <laughs> I think it'll be a great costume. It might also get mixed up with like kids of today minus the the lips, but um, I yeah, can't true. wait to see you. Although Paul Frank has not made a comeback, which is kind of surprising to me given that all these things are coming back again. But true. Champion certainly has. So maybe you can wear that for Halloween and then make Paul Frank a thing again. I feel like thing, yeah. I feel like the world could really use that specific um, moment in time to come back. Throwback. Um, Paul Frank. Good old Paul Frank. There are so many things. Like, I saw someone post the other day a picture of those, like, chunky Steve Madden slides. Like, they were, like, thick um, platforms with, like, the elastic-y, like, slide part. I'm describing this horribly. Do you know what I mean? I bought a pair of... very 90s. Totally. I bought a pair of those last summer, and I was, like, obsessed. They were so comfortable, and someone was like, these are the ugliest shoes. I was like, maybe they are, but I feel like I'm living through myself as, like, a young person again, vicariously Mm -hmm. in having them, but I brought back my black platforms and was very excited to wear them. I really like those. I like how those look a lot. I do, too. And there was, like... Now, yeah. I don't know if people, like, are hating on them. There was a young girl in the store I bought them from and she was like eyeing them up and I was like I bought those and she looked at me and I was like she's either like oh cool or oh my god you're such an old person um really? I think they're because it's like ironic yeah like the stuff you know for even like teenagers now it's like this ironic look like the dad shoe and yes yeah like all that stuff like I think it's um whether you're wearing it like unironically or ironically (laughs) exactly it's an homage you're you're on it I I am and I'm gonna keep wearing them because I I legitimately find them super comfortable so um I'm gonna bring them back when my feet are allowed to not be in socks anymore which will make me really really thrilled so happy um before we move on to specific 
beauty products. I do want to talk about a hairstyle that we both really enjoy, which are braids. Mm. Yeah. Now, we talked a little bit about how we were both dancers as kids, and I don't know if your love of braids came from dancing or if you've just always loved them. And I understand this is a very deep conversation to talk about the origin story of your love for braids, but do you mind uh, filling me in? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have, like, I think I like, to be clear, I don't like... (laughs) You know, I'm not doing the whole head of braids that is, like, a little bit offside. Right. <laughs> like, I hear what you're saying. Sorry. Yes. Cornrows. Like, yes. That's not the vibe. No. Frankly. Just no. isn't. Um, especially for me. So what I – I like the the two French braids, kind of that, like, farm girl thing. And I don't know – where it came from, I'm, I'm not like, I don't know how to braid my own hair in French braids. Oh, like, see, I was going to ask this exact question. Okay, so carry no, on. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how, but like every time, you know, a friend of mine is really good at hair or if I'm, you know, working on Letterkenny and we've got like an opportunity to put Katie in braids, I'm always asking for it because I like, I hate when my hair is touching my face. So I play mm-hmm. with my hair a lot and it just pisses me off for some reason. And it, I just think it looks cute and it's out of the way and. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I just like them. <laughs> I like them too. Well, they look. I wish I had a story. No, and I'm. Well, I didn't realize you didn't know how to braid your own hair because I assumed that you did because you definitely rock a good French braid. And I appreciate the clarity because I currently am wearing two French braids down the middle, farm girl style, and I'm not. Um, I've never like come back from a vacation and all of a sudden <laughs> I had a head full of braids. Okay, well, I did when I was fourteen. Oh, did you? I wasn't woke yet, and I just thought that it was like the thing you do on vacation. Of, of course. Yeah, and I looked like such an idiot, and I have this picture of me like holding a parakeet. Yes, with, like a full head of yes. braids with beads, and I'm wearing a Von Dutch Tucker um, <laughs> hat. So that's what <laughs> with white lips. Of course, and, of course. Yeah. Oh my god! I think um, please find that picture and send it to me immediately. Oh, it's tragic. It's so tragic. There's so many <laughs> things to unpack in that particular photo, but I think for me, I really love a good like two braid situation and I think it's just like I don't know I think as you get older too I just like it because I feel like there's like a little bit of bit of youthfulness to it that isn't necessarily like the straight up pigtail look which I think can go in a like different direction completely yeah like trying a bit hard trying a bit hard and maybe a little like um porn starry maybe like I just it's not like the vibe I want to be like running around with and like if you're running around rocking braids all the power to you I mean not braids sorry pigtails um but I learned how to braid on a My Little Pony when I was a child because I was determined to figure out how to braid because here's the thing I have very 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 fine hair so it was my life's mission kind of like how you were doing concealer on your lips to make people think that I had more hair than I did. So in the entire year of grade four, I made my mom every single day put my hair in rags so that my hair would be curly for school. Oh, yeah, right. My friend Katie used to do that. Yeah. My like, best friend growing up, Katie, yeah. Totally. And I would, like, fall asleep with these rags in my head, and it was my life's dream. And I'd be like, Mom, do you think people really think my hair is curly? And I'm sure she said yes, and it was a big, fat uh-huh. lie. And then I went through another phase where I was getting her to braid my hair every night so that I'd wake up with, like, wavy hair, because obviously it was giving more volume and whatever to my, like, sad little 
head. So I wanted to like take the onus on myself. So I learned how to braid on a, um, my little pony. So my braiding game started like fairly young. And then I was like the babysitter who would braid everybody's hair. So I love braiding people's hair and I love braiding my own hair. I have like two different skill sets. I feel like I can braid other people's hair decently, but I can't braid my own hair. Like I interesting. Yeah. Like French braid to be clear. I can't do it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I feel like you could learn. I have faith in you. You're a very smart lady, and I think it would have <laughs> it would happen for you. But I do think it is like now I can just like do it with my eyes closed, like flip my hair or whatever. Um, Jordan was in the middle of a situation at work the other day where there was a girl at work with her hair in a braid, and he commented on that he liked her braid. Like he, I feel like Jordan, bless his heart, he has spent so much time listening to me yatter on about whatever. Um, yatter. I think that was yammer and natter in one word. That's not a real word. It works. It, it works. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so he can like engage in female conversation at work. And then he ended up talking to this girl about fish. He's like, can you fishtail braid? And I don't even think he actually knows what that is because he asked me if I had a fishtail on today, which I don't. Um, so he <laughs> clearly doesn't know what it actually looks like, but I appreciate him trying like, to make try, the effort. Try to use it in a sentence. Exactly. And he failed miserably. <laughs> exactly. And he like yeah. didn't know. Um, so then she, so this girl at work, another girl ends up engaging in the conversation and they end up fishtail braiding their own hair at work. And I guess it was a funny situation. You had to be there for it which I was not, but I was like, oh, I appreciate that you like try it, but I cannot fishtail braid to save my life. So I feel like you have to really like make the effort to learn the new skills. But I do think, um, you know, your appreciation for braids certainly mirrors mine for sure. But that was going to answer my other question was like, if you don't know how to braid your own hair, who's doing it for you? So it's obviously like a work thing or a friend who's in your general proximity who could braid your hair for you. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I just take advantage of the people around me as much as possible, but I really should just sit down with like a YouTube tutorial because I'm sure if I just committed to it, um, I would, but then I just get like bored or tired. My arm gets tired. Yes. And I'm just like, F to what end? Exactly. <laughs> That's like me and facial braids. I've watched countless YouTube videos and they're backwards. That's the problem. You need someone to like physically show you how to do it. Yeah. So for another time, we will for maybe maybe day. when we're together the next time we can go through some yeah. sort of braiding um, workshop together. Yeah, that'd be actually kind of sweet. We'll have some wine. See how Perfect. Far we go. And braid our yeah. own hair. <laughs> we'll yeah. See what happens to us. I love this idea. Um, yeah. My other question for you is going to be this: You have um, what I would envision to be like winning the lottery. If I ever won the lottery, I would obviously course give money to charity let's put that aside after that I would have someone do my hair and makeup every single day because I hate going through the process of like washing and drying my hair doing my hair whatever drives me absolutely crazy if I don't have to see a person in a day my hair is like in a messy bun or in a braid or in a ponytail and like that is it when you're on set, you have the luxury of someone looking after you. Do you find that in the moments where you're like working a bunch, like you go and you're filming a block and then you're done, do you still like go through the effort of getting ready or do you find you like come off of and like crash into not doing anything with yourself afterwards? Into looking like, yeah, I could not care less about especially if I'm like just hanging out with my dog all day like I wish you guys would see me mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just I also think when you first of all I love getting my hair I feel so lucky and it's like such a lovely way to start your day to have people fussing over you yes playing with your hair it's always like I I'm not one of those people that's like oh I hate being in the makeup chair like I really like it and 
yeah, and they always do such a great job and blah, blah, blah. All of that is so good. But I think, like, at the end of a shoot, the next weeks after, if I don't have to put stuff on my face, you know, like I said earlier, my skin's quite oily, mm-hmm. and so I, I tend to break out a lot. And with all that makeup, and it's, like, layers because cameras pick up on every little imperfection. So they're using thicker stuff. And, yeah, I just like to give myself a little bit of a break, like a breather <laughs> from all of it. Yeah. And, you know, and using like hot tools on your hair all the time, it can be quite damaging as well. So I just let it air dry. So I'm, and I'll put a little like hair oil in at the ends and then moisturizer and sunscreen. And sometimes I'll curl my eyelashes and that's about it. I thought you meant moisturizer and sunscreen in your hair. And I was like, what kind of situation have you ended up in? Your hair gets sunburns? Oh, my God. I was legitimately so alarmed for a minute. I was like, you have great hair. So, like, I guess. But what the hell have I been missing out on? Um, Yeah, no. I that crazy. Totally. No, now I'm completely following you. I think. And it's kind of like that detox, right? Where it's like you're kind of coming off of something. And it's like long days of having, like, a lot going on. And so. So, um, cause I, first of all, like, again, it it would be my winning the lottery thing because I love nothing more. Like I, if I have to get ready for something or if there's like an event to go to and you, you have someone like pampering you, it is so like, so wonderful. I'm, I've become okay at like doing my own hair. It's just nice when someone else does it for you and it's like their art form. So they get to like project whatever they want onto you and like get to do their thing. And I think it's such a cool thing to have someone like see you through a different set of eyes too. And yeah, like definitely. give you things that might not you might not have ever crossed your mind before. So I feel like that's kind of fun, especially like for me, who's such a misguided person in terms of like how I put makeup on. Again, like people tell me what to do, and so I so I do it. So I just think it's wonderful. I do. I just figured you would probably want to break from all of that once it's been like your everyday. So maybe like I would still need time off from my people when I win the lottery. Is what you're saying? Right. So when yeah, when you win the jackpot, I would give yourself like a day a week just to breathe to breathe okay I don't need to look yeah. perfect I mean I'm sitting here with braids and like a, again I'm also like in dog walking mode um mm-hmm. slash that's what I look like when I don't see most people last January I actually tried every single day to get dressed and I mean like I wasn't walking around like naked all the time but like <laughs> put on an outfit so that I didn't feel like I was constantly in workout clothes um and it right. actually made me feel a lot better but I also find that like I'm so busy during my run of the day that like if I don't have to be at a meeting why would I take an hour out of my life to like get ready for nobody and I know I could get ready for me which sounds silly but like half the time I'm like okay if I put on a workout outfit I know at least I'm like halfway to getting to the gym right now so that's kind of my logic lately is like okay I'm in my workout clothes therefore I will go exercise and like that tends to be helpful but I like I like not feeling like I have to look a certain way for anybody Oh, yeah. I mean, again, like I, you live in Toronto where right. you walk outside and people are, you know, in outfits and going to work. I live in Victoria. Mm-hmm. So being on Vancouver Island, not that people aren't chic here from time to time, but it's a little bit of a different vibe. Like it's just like West, the West coast, like Island life. Thing. Yes. It just, I've never been super into like dressing yeah like I like to dress well every once in a while but like I don't really care well 
you always look adorable, but I hear what you mean. It's not like you're like putting on like a blazer and pants and like walking out the door. Like you don't need to be doing that in your profession yeah. or in like your day to day life. So why would exactly. you? Exactly. And I just, it's just not my style. I don't know. Like I just, I like to wear it like, com- I sort of put comfort before anything else always. And so it's just like my wardrobe is, is like, really good denim jeans yeah. and a lot of vintage t-shirts mm-hmm. and like hoodies and jackets. I don't know. It's just like, it's stuff that's kind of easy to just throw on and sort of, you know, from time to time may look cool, but it hasn't like been, it's like not as feminine, I guess. Right. But I always think yeah. you look very cool. I've recently gotten back into jeans I was a big dress wearer forever, and I've like now recently just kind of come to appreciate denim a little bit more. And I'm yeah. finding that though that because I'm not in like a corporate setting anymore, I'm like completely lost about who I am in terms of what I'm wearing. So that's been a very interesting problem for me lately because I feel like I'm not inherently cool. So like if I were to switch to your vibe, I would be like <laughs> feeling like such a poser because I'd be like I'm not actually as this cool. So I'm trying to figure out like what is my like 30 something year old, less corporate vibe fashion supposed to be, but jeans have been like a very fun addition to my life. So I've been trying to like play around a bit more with with jeans, which I love. And I kind of feel silly for not loving jeans longer. Like I didn't even wear jeans in high school. People used to make fun of me. They'd be like, if I was wearing jeans, they thought something was seriously wrong with me. I was like, you wore wore dresses to high school, dresses and skirts. Like I was like begging Uh to have a uniform because I was like, I want to be in a khaki or navy blue outfit every day of my life. Right. Such a loser. That's cute, though. That, that suits you. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's nothing's better or worse. It's just whatever you feel the most totally. comfortable in, you tend to look the best in. So if you're, if you're like, oh, I, you know, I just want to wear that dress because it makes me feel like me, nine times out of ten, that's what you will look best in. And, like, trying Completely. to emulate a style that doesn't feel like you never really lands the same way. So... Wear your dresses and your skirts. You look so lovely. Oh, thank you. I feel like I'm just trying to, like, figure myself out a little bit. So I'm trying to, like, that's my goal. 2020, new year, new you. That's, like, not cliche at all, right? Love that. Um, I want to, you made a very interesting comment earlier, which I wonder if your life is about to change because you live on Vancouver Island. You currently feel like when you walk out the door, you don't see anybody, but the whole world has changed in the last week. Meghan Markle now is on Vancouver Island. So, yeah. like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? All the L.A. paparazzi are going to move to... I'm so concerned. Because I also so, lived on the island wait, when I was a kid. Me, I don't know, oh. actually, about okay. this. So, they, they moved... They didn't move here. Okay, I will... This is so, what I have deduced. <laughs> this is what yeah. I've figured out. So far in my readings, in my deep, dark readings of the internet, they okay. were there for like six weeks. They were somewhere on the island. People were... They were in Victoria. That's what I, mean, I heard. Yeah. Because it's like Victoria is... I don't know. This makes me sound stupid, but it's like very British. It's so British. Yeah. No, it totally yeah. is. Because I used to live in Victoria too when I was younger. And like right. my memories are like going to wax museums and having tea at the Empress Hotel. Like I don't yeah. think you get more British than Victoria in all of Canada. Like the Parliament buildings, like every, like Victoria, the downtown core, like right around the water to yeah. me feels like the most British part of our entire country. I don't think it's a silly thing to say at all. 
Yeah, no, it really is. I'm with the cobblestone. It's like yes. Montreal's French, Victoria's British. Completely. A hundred percent. And I remember like my mom has like seen the queen like in a parade. Like it just, yeah. I mean, that happens in other parts of the country too, but you're right. There's just like, it's so British. So you have that. And then they left to go home, which I thought like they all left, but only Megan and Harry left, not the baby. So then they the announced baby, the baby stayed on Vancouver Island. Yeah, apparently. Without his parents. Without his parents. He's like cool. almost a year old, so I'm pretty sure he's okay. fine by himself. And if he All was right, at the yeah. Empress, like the Fairmont typically takes pretty good care of people, so I'm sure Archie was in very good hands. <laughs> um, they usually have like a hotel dog there too, so I'm sure Cute. it was just fine. Me, oh, it's the best. I so then I so then they announced that they're gonna like take a step back as being royals and then she went back. I thought she came to Toronto, but then I read yesterday in like Vulgar Vanity Fair or something that she's back on Vancouver Island again. Hmm. With the baby. Do you know why though? Why? Because it's British. Because she's a smart woman. Yes. She's the best place to be. Well, it's so beautiful and it's quiet. And there's no industry here as far as, like, the entertainment. Like, I know that they, I mean, I know that they're not. (laughs) They're royals. (laughs) Right. But you know what I mean? Like, people here aren't caught up in maybe, or they're just, I don't know. It's just, like, a more relaxed, there's lots of room to be private. Yes. Well, it kind of has, doesn't Victoria have the saying, like, newlyweds and nearly deads? Yeah. So like, Which I will say is changing a lot. Is it? Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I've only been here for like a year, and I've even just like in the last year noticing like more and more bars and restaurants opening up, and mm. it's becoming a more diverse place. It's a university town, and more and more kids right. are coming like internationally and. All of that stuff. There's a pretty booming tech industry here, which is kind of new, but doing really cool things. And so a lot of younger people are moving here. It's also like a little bit more affordable than Vancouver, but you still get the West Coast. Right. Well, you get more of a West Coast life in a lot of ways because the access to nature here is so crazy Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So it's becoming like a pretty, a pretty interesting place. It'll be, it'll be cool to see what happens, but, um, I mean, I would be shocked if they stay, if they like set up shop here. I know. Unless there's something we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know what? There's probably so much we don't know. There's probably a lot we don't know. So much we don't know. But I'm willing to wager, I hope everyone leaves them alone. I think they're completely entitled to just like living a nice, quiet, little royal or like stepped back from royal life. But I just thought it was so interesting that that's sort of where they are at the moment but like growing up in Victoria like I spent five years there I mean I was quite young I was there from when I was like almost six to when I was 10 and I feel like the nature is there it's just it's the most lovely place Vancouver Island there's so much there that is just jaw-droppingly beautiful but it is quiet and sweet and lovely and so maybe it is like a good move and like they have wax museums and tea like maybe it feels like a little bit of a home away from home in a really sweet and yeah. peaceful way. Um, but you'll have to be on Megan alert for me. Yeah. Maybe I'll like DM her. And, and <laughs> See? She's, she's apparently going to be more active on social media. Maybe she can tell us about her skincare regimes. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe 
you know, she's about to become my new Victoria friend. So. I can't wait. I mean, <laughs> certainly there has to be crossover. Like she used to be an actor and there's got to be some crossover in our, you know, small little world of yeah, people. Somebody must, somebody must have her connect. Yes. Like, we will find yeah. you, Megan, in the, in the nicest way. Like, you want to meet her we so that find, she, we, we will find you, Megan. We will find you, if only for dog yeah. walking friendships and having the occasional cup of tea. Um, so like, you have a very cute dog. You have a super cute dog, who I love, yeah. who stopped snoring yeah. since we've been talking. We, your dog was snoring away in our pre-podcast chat, which was about the cutest thing ever. Yeah, she loves to snore, but she's um, she's still sleeping. She's just in a better position. She oh, likes I see. To on, yeah, she was on her back, so she was snoring. Oh, they're the cutest. I feel like we could do an entire episode based on dog mom life, and I had it as a topic, but considering like we're 40 minutes into this and we haven't even talked about your skincare routine, I really feel I like we have to save it for our own. A different day. A different day, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say very quickly, though, I got a pair of dog walking gloves for Christmas, that uh-huh. changed my life. So there's a company called Canada Pooch, and they've made... I know, like, I'm such a loser. The things that get you excited as you get older. Um, Canada Pooch Cheers. makes, like, dog clothing and, like, boots and, like, all kinds of dog apparel, I guess is the word I'm looking for. And they made a pair of gloves that you don't have to take off your gloves to pick up your dog's poop. So they have, like, grippies on them that actually let you, like, tear bags off of your poop bag roll and then open right. your bags properly without having to take your gloves off. This technology, baby. I know. It's wow. so crazy. So that I crazy. was blessed with a pair of those for Christmas. And I must say, um, they're not the warmest gloves I've ever owned, but they like let you use your phone when you're walking, whatever. But like the not having to take off your gloves when your dog's pooping in the middle of a snowstorm is pretty glorious. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know what that's like because we don't get snowstorms up here. <laughs> right. So. Not to brag, but you're always Not warm. You don't yeah, need these it's gloves. All, it's always raining, so I need some sort of, like, dog umbrella. Yes. Like, it's like a hands-free umbrella. Ooh, that's a cool. Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, okay, so an umbrella hat is one of them. Exactly. Well, I was just about to say, I think they already <laughs> invented that, but, like, maybe without the rainbow colors, something chic. Yeah. Something really fancy that Meghan Markle would be into. Like a rain fascinator that you could wear. That's exactly it. Okay, perfect. We will work on this as a side hustle, and Meghan will come flocking to you when she sees you walking Clementine down the street. I cannot wait. Um, wait. Okay. Skincare routine. I would love to know your favorite, especially for this time of year, you have oily skin. I don't know if you suffer from your skin drying out in the winter or not, but do you want to kind of talk about your favorite like winter skincare products? Hey, sure. Um, so recently, actually, I have some like funny pigment stuff mm. on my cheeks that was really bothering me. And I think, um, well, I don't think I went to the dermatologist because I was worried that it was like something like melasma, which is like you can't really get rid of, you don't need sort of manage, blah, blah, blah. Right. But like I said, when I was in high school, I was really tan. My dad spent a lot of time in California and I would go down to Palm Springs like six times a year. Oh my God. Amazing. So tan all the time. And I was like one of those humans who was also doing a tanning bed. Of course. Probably once or twice a week, which is absurd. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. They still exist. You can still go and do that, which blows my mind even. I know. It's like, but especially for, if you're under 18, anyone listening who's under 18, like do not do it. No. detrimental to your skin and anyway so I'm dealing with that now because of my youthful mistakes but anyways 
um, the dermatologist recommended this cream. It's like a serum cream, um, and it's this Canadian company. I think it's called Skin Better. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, do you know it? I do. I've actually heard of them before. Skin Better Science or something like that. Anyways, and it, and they have this, um, like, brightening serum that I've been using and I've probably been using it for the last, like, three weeks. They say it takes a good eight weeks for, like, the full results. But it's a lot of product. It's really moisturizing. And I've already noticed, like, quite a difference. Oh, really? It's a little bit expensive, but it's worth it. It's made in Canada. If you are someone who has some, like, pigment things that are bothering you. Or, like, even, like, skin redness. Like, okay. my skin goes quite red. Um, yeah, so I've been really liking that. I use just like a Cetaphil, um, cleanser, like a soap-free cleanser. That's my favorite. Yeah. I love Cetaphil. It's so gentle. And especially in the winter, if your skin is getting irritated because it's like dry or cold or whatever, it's a really good one. And then I like oils. Like I'm really into not, you can't go crazy with the oils, but yeah, um, I like rosehip oil, like okay. anything that's just kind of like pure and natural. I like to like mix in with my moisturizer. I'm just using the La Roche Pose. Beautiful <laughs> pronunciation. Um, it's very French sounding. La Roche Pose, <laughs> um, and it's like their light cream, and that's really nice. You can get that at just like shoppers or whatever, any pharmacy. And then, um, and then sunscreen. I'm really into sunscreen, even yes, in the winter. Me too. Yeah, it's a it's a thing, I guess. And I I'm right now. I was recently in Los Angeles, and so I went to the Glossier. Oh, store there. lucky. Yeah, yeah. And um, I I picked up their sunscreen. It's really nice because it's clear, so it doesn't like make your skin. Oh, white interesting. Thing. I yeah, have not tried really their sunscreen. Good. Before, good. interesting. You've never tried it? No, I haven't. And I really I, good. I need to put in an order actually, so maybe I should do that too because there's a couple of things that I want to try um, yeah. from them. I think so. Cetaphil. Going back to Cetaphil quickly, I love Cetaphil for it's also Canadian, which I think oh, is. Oh, is that? It, I didn't know that. It is. So we were driving back from Quebec um, on our holidays over. Christmas and we drove by the Cetaphil like head office and I got very excited probably too excited I was like oh my god it's Cetaphil but they're Canadian and they're super affordable and their products are really um like light and lovely and so I use their Cetaphil I use their cream too and I put it around my eyes before I put my like regular um cream like face cream on and I find it just helps around my eyes so much but it's super affordable like I got a vat of it at Costco for I think like $16 or something and it will probably last me the rest of my life it's so crazy but it's just a really like gentle lovely Canadian product so I just wanted to shout out to Cetaphil as well too because um I'm a big fan when you use oils do you put them right into your cream Sometimes. Sometimes I'll put them over top to, like, kind of seal everything in, right. which is apparently a thing. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You're doing but, it, so it's a thing now. Yeah, but I do it. And especially if it's, like, I'm going to bed um, and I feel like I really need. But, um, yeah, I really like oils, even in the winter. And even though I do have oily skin, it's, like, apparently actually oil with oil kind of, like, re- reduces your body's production. Yeah. And so like neutralizes the skin. I don't know if those words that I said just made it. I think, sense. no, I think no. you're right. I think I've yeah. heard that before too. Like oh, coconut oil in your face is supposed to be like helpful for zits. 
Yeah. Which seems yeah, crazy. Like, well, it's, that's, yeah, because it's antibacterial, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, um, but I don't know. I, yeah, I really, obviously I love, I love doing all the creams and all the things. And, um, do you know detox market? Yes, like, I do. Yeah. So they, um, they have this, they're, they've come out with like their own line of products and they have this all over oil. Oh, okay. I thought that is so good. It's like, you can put it in your hair and your face and your body. And it's just like instantly absorbed. It smells so good. It's just like, these are your cuticles. Like it's so nice. Oh, interesting. For an oil and it's, completely clean so there's no like parabens or phthalates or sulfates or all the scary things the that garbage. make people sick yeah yeah so that's a really really good one and I've been really loving that I, that yeah. sounds amazing I recently so again I cannot stress this enough I know nothing about anything until people tell me what to be doing yeah so I recently had a spa day we always do like a couple's spa day over the holidays and we did that because we're such nerds and Cute. It's like one of my favorite things to do, um, but we yeah. went and the and the spa that we go to is a Clarence spa, and I'm not yeah, really I like oh so wonderful. So I had always been really scared to like ever ask to use any of the products. Like as you walk into the spa, there's like the most beautiful display of stuff. And then one time I was there with my friend, his name is also Michelle, who I love dearly, and she's like. Mm-hmm. Just ask them for a face mask. Like they'll give you a face mask. I'm like, why would they do that? And she's like, because we're here at the spa and it's like part of their thing. So she gets ballsy and goes and asks, and they're like, of course you can have a face mask. Like they, fe- I felt like they were like, don't you know why you're here? Like get all of the product you can while you're right. here. So I felt silly, and now since I've gone back after that, I have asked them for things. So during our spa treatment this time I was like give me all the stuff so she gave me a face mask she's like go sit in the hot tub put on your face mask like it was all about like super pampering which I thought was amazing but the one thing I thought was really interesting that she told me when I was there she gave me a bunch of different things for like um dry skin and hydration and the face mask that I used was really really wonderful and it never it was like one of those masks that doesn't actually ever get hard like it was kind of just like gooey the whole time which I didn't hate at all but the one thing she told me about applying um eye cream was that I normally put eye eye cream like directly I'm touching my face like you can see me I put eye cream like (laughs) under my directly under my eyes like where the bags on my face are and then like kind of on my eyelid but I never extended out all the way to my temple or in between my eyebrows and she said you should treat your eye cream like a Zorro mask and apply anywhere that a Zorro mask would hit your face I did not know that. I had no idea. She blew my mind. I had to make a note cool. in my phone immediately because I was like, oh my God, who are you? Obviously, you're a Clarence expert and you genius. know about things. Clarence genius. Genius. It was the genius cool. bar at the Clarence Spa. And it. I've started doing it and I've actually noticed a big difference in like, because I am a smiley person, so you tend to get a lot of like lines around your face. Yeah. because of that. Um, but I've actually noticed a big difference in that. And then the dehydration lines that like run up and down in between your eyes, I've noticed a big difference applying like the Cetaphil in between my eyes. So I do Cetaphil like around now in Zorro mask style. And I found it's made a big difference. Well, and wait, so do you, the Cetaphil around your eye thing, do you let it like absorb completely? For like, probably like I will wait for like a minute in between putting my next layer on. 
Yeah. So I would say. But you're, but you're rubbing it in. Oh yeah, I'm rubbing like it in. Not just leaving it in as like a mask. Okay, no. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Like underneath, and then yeah, I think it's like a pretty standard. I'll send you a picture of my vat um, when we're done here, but it's so wonderful. And I think it's like meant for all skin types. The other um, product that we've talked a lot about on here because it literally changed my life was um, there's a Bioderma um, moisturizer that's it can actually go like anywhere on your body, but it's safe from like babies all the way through to adults. Like I've given it to my friends who've had kids who their kids have had dry skin and it's cleaned their skin up as well too. But it's a really gentle um, and super friendly and super economical moisturizer that I last this time last winter my skin was so dry around my face that it was cracking and making me get black eyes because it was like unbearable. And one 24-hour shift of Bioderma and my face started to come around. And so I've been using it religiously for a year now. And my skin has been like a bazillion times better. What's it called? It's called Bioderma. I'm not in front of it. I'll send you a picture of that too. And I will also post it again for people who may not have heard about it before. But it's in like the medium fancy aisle. It would be in the same section as like La Roche Pose. I'm doing an equally yeah. good job of that. Um, yeah. Like the medium fancy eye shoppers. But it was under $20 for a bottle that was 750 milliliters and I have yet to have to get a new bottle. Oh, that's cool. And that's like a two or three times a day, every single day. And I have like, I don't think I'm ever going to run out of that one either. So just as like a little tip in your back pocket in case you're ever looking for new things to try out. But I really, I love that, but I've never dabbled into like the land of oils. What do oils do for your skin? I don't know. I mean, I think they just like provide an extra, um, hydration. Okay. Yeah. So like, I like, I mean, yeah, they just, they're, they're just kind of like a little bit richer, obviously. So if you add them into your cream, it just sort of intensifies. You don't want to go crazy with oils when your pores get all clogged and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it makes my skin feel really nice and glowy. Like if you're not using them, I would try getting just like a rosehip oil or, Jehovah? Oh, yeah. I can't say it right now. Jehovah. Jehovah. Like, it's just super nourishing. You can go to the health food store and just get, like, pure forms if you just want to see how your skin reacts and know that you're not, like, putting a bunch of other, you know, just knowing exactly what you're putting on your skin and seeing if it helps. But it's really, really, I'm actually, I am shocked that you don't use oils. I know. But like I said, until someone tells me to use them, you watch, I'm going to become addicted to oils now because you told me about them because I am such a, like, take things at face value in so many instances of my life where I'm like, yeah, okay, I bought a moisturizer, so it moisturizes my face. End of story. Obviously, it's not the end of the story. Like, they didn't make the moisturizer for me specifically. So I'm going to play around with this because I... I've seen a lot about oils, but I also just need to ask better questions. And so that's partly why we have this podcast is so that I can learn things. And it's, like, I, I mean, my friend Kara is like a skincare queen. Like her yeah. medicine cabinet is insane. It's just like fucking packed with like the coolest stuff, like a lot of Korean skincare. Oh yeah. And she has really oily skin. She's got beautiful, beautiful skin, but she's got oily skin and for her oils, like she can't use them. So, okay. So it's like too much. Yeah. It just depends. So I would, um, I would maybe just get like a little sample of something and like add it into your moisturizer for like a week and see, see how it works for you before you like commit to buying it. You know, I'm very, very excited. I actually just got, a crazy huge sample pack from Sephora when I bought some stuff there the other day. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was focused on hydration and things like that. And they didn't notice if there's any oils in there, but I'm going to check it out. And if not, I'm still going to go and invest in some to see if I like it. Because I've heard roasted oil, especially, I've heard wonderful things about. I just didn't know what it was. So yeah. this is my commitment to you is to try some rosehip oil and see what happens to me. Well, and I'm also almost out of my La Roche Pose <laughs> um, moisturizer, so maybe I'll, I'll try the Bioderma. Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture of it, and I'll post it too so people can see it. But um, I have just, like, I've never found something that's been so gentle, but also, like, it is a little bit sticky. So I tend to find, like, once I put it on, I have to, like, I definitely, once I put my makeup on, it's not, like, my skin is super glowy or anything like that afterwards, but definitely if you like left the house with that being the only thing on your face, you're going to be a little bit dewy. Not even greasy. It's just like a little bit sticky. It's not even greasy. It's just like damp. I don't know if that's the appropriate term. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Like it's, I don't mind it. It's, it Mm -hmm. definitely feels like hydrating unquestionably, but yeah, it's like my favorite thing on planet earth. And I'm so thankful my friend Taryn uh, turned me on to it. Um, okay. You have been so generous with your brain. I would talk to you for a bazillion more years. Is there any, aside from like skincare, is there any last product you want to give a shout out to that you're obsessed with right now? Or do you feel like you've covered it all? No. Okay. I just started using this thing. So when I was in Toronto, I went to the 10 spot and I got uh, a facial, just like a quick facial. And the woman doing facial, she's very, very smart. Amazing. (laughs) She's like, you have really beautiful eyelashes. So, like, this is such a thing to do if you want to make a sale. It's like you start with a compliment. <laughs> of course. And then you get that person to be like, I do have really great whatever. <laughs> and then she was like, there's this product that, like, it's like a serum um, for your eyelashes. She's like, your eyelashes are already so good. And with this product, they would be incredible blah 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 oh my what was yeah, it and she just completely like sold me on this product it's called i envy oh i've heard of this eyelash. before okay okay yeah and it's um i've been using it now for i guess a month and my upper eyelashes are twice as long are you serious i'm not kidding you <laughs> why would you be lying to me about this okay I would never lie yeah it's actually really really nice and when I put on mascara now it looks so I can use, just use like the littlest bit and it looks looks great so I, I really love that so is it increasing so I have pretty long eyelashes but they're lighter like because I am just lighter fair. complexion and more fair is it making them thicker or is it making them like darker as well too I don't think it makes them darker as far as I'm okay. aware it might make them a little bit thicker um yeah, I've just noticed they they're just like stronger, yeah. thicker, better, longer. Amazing. It sounds like yeah. a Kanye West song and I love it. <laughs> yeah. My I've seen people who have had eyelash extensions stop using them because this stuff has been like so amazing for them. Yeah, and I just I mean to each their own. The eyelash extension thing, first of all, I've seen when people like have them for a long time and then they stop, it's like they have no eyelashes. Oh, yes. Out. And I just like don't like how it looks. They're so stark. Like this, it's funny. We have not gone into a lot of depth about this, but I feel like this could be an entirely like an episode on its own. I've had them before. They are so much work and yeah. they're such a specific look. Like I love the feeling when you get a pair of like 
hair put on for like a special event, you do feel like super glam. But yeah. I would say there's a time and place for everything. Maybe I just haven't had them, so I maybe I would get them and be like, okay, this is my my future now. I don't but know if you would. I it's just like a little bit. I don't know. I just I feel like it's probably damaging your. I don't know. The maybe amount I, of eyelashes I lost was insane, and I felt yeah. like okay. I have hair extensions, which we just did a whole episode about this, so I have no shame in talking about this anymore, but I don't think about my hair extensions ever. Like, I'm finally using a system that's, like, so easy that it never crosses my mind. When I had eyelash extensions, first of all, it's like a three-hour appointment when you get them done because they're going and attaching hair to every single one of your eyelashes. Erica used to actually do my eyelashes for me, so it was actually really nice because you're like with, stuck with your friend holding your face hostage for like three hours. It's a great time to catch yeah. up. Yeah, sure. But like it's also a long time. And then you have to be super careful about like everything you're using on your face. But I found myself like almost touching my eyelashes more because I almost was like getting gratified by them falling out, which sounds like really twisted, but the amount you know what of, you mean? it's like, it's like pick you're like, oh, yeah, it it's like when your yeah. shellac is growing out on your fingernails and you want to oh, pick yeah. it all off. Like it's the same feeling, but I felt like that from the beginning of having them. So yeah. I just found my eyelashes were falling out on their own. I felt like they were falling out even more because I was like getting like, and then they started calling out more and then you, you can't stop yourself. It gets such a vicious circle. I, yeah. I, I'm also in the te- each their own camp. I tried it enough times to feel like it was not for me. And I don't mind getting a pair of like, or a set of like fake ones put on if it's like glam time. But that's yeah. about as far as I will go anymore. But I yeah. like the idea of lash envy and I have thought about trying it. So I should definitely get on that bandwagon as well too. Cause I, I just love having like a nice full looking set of eyelashes for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's not, you know, it doesn't have the exact same effect. Obviously, like, fake eyelashes look so much better in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. bigger and more glam if you're looking for that look. For sure. But this is just, like, if you want to maintain a natural look, I would, yeah, I would recommend trying it. And it wasn't crazy expensive. I got the smaller size that lasts, like, a year or something. Oh, wow. To try it out. Yeah. And it's, um... I don't know. It's great. So that's something that I'm, I'm into. I love it. Well, that's a great thing to end on because I feel like we've covered everything. We've gone from like hair trends to youthful trends to eyelashes to faces. Like I couldn't have asked for more from you. So thank you. For I being... also can't ask for more. I'm so excited <laughs> to start my new relationship with Megan Markle. I know. I'll keep you posted. My neighbor, my new neighbor, your new neighbor, Megan Markle. Let's start it now. We will not disclose your address so people stop harassing you before it even starts. God, the paparazzi. I just, I can't go anywhere. You, you know? can't go anywhere. I would invest in a really good baseball hat if I were you. Yeah. Um, and maybe a mustache or move a mustache. Right. And, and I think one of those people that walks around like incognito and everyone, nobody cares. Nobody cares <laughs> at all. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. Every time I put a baseball hat on because I never wear them, I'm like, do people think I'm trying to hide? And I'm like, wait, so many people wear baseball hats. Yeah. I just don't. So it feels very foreign to me. But I think, yeah. I think, um, go super incognito and just like see how it feels. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll try it on. It might work for you. I mean, still being Meghan Markle's neighbor is going to be really hard. So, Godspeed. I hope it, I hope yeah. it goes better than we think it will. 
I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Me too. I'm excited. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks for coming on the podcast. This was an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to testing out all the new things that you've shared with me. And I will send you some pictures of the things I've shared with you. And I look forward to seeing your face in real life again soon. I'll see you in Vegas. See you in Vegas. That's a whole nother conversation, but That's we will, I will see you in Vegas and I yes. very much look forward to it. If I'm not drinking, are those called hurricane drinks? Hurricane glasses? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever those yeah. nasty things are. If I don't have one in my hand, when you see me, please publicly shame me because that's what I'll be doing. Drinking yeah. huge drinks and I can't Deal. wait. <laughs> Deal. Amazing. Well, thank you again so much. It's always lovely to chat with you and thank I look you. forward to doing it with you again soon. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, thanks, my dear. Bye. Thank you. Bye.